Hello and welcome to The Rebuild. My name is Peter Moses and joining me today from Chicago, Illinois is Dr. Gates Merriman. Dr. Gates, how are you, dude? Hey, good, Pete. How you doing? Well, um, this is a precarious podcast because we are both self-quarantined right now. Um, yes, sir. I uh, had a friend who I was at a birthday drink with earlier this week who was subsequently tested uh, yesterday for the Coronas. And uh, you're a doctor, so you had a much more serious interaction with someone who maybe had the virus, <laughs> right? I mean, mine was just like at a bar yeah, saying, yeah. sharing a piece of pizza. Sure. But unfortunately, that appears to be like all that it takes. So in my case, I was um, so folks, I'm a, for a little background, I'm, a, I'm an anesthesia resident. And you would think like, oh, anesthesia, you're in the OR, it's sort of in the background. But one of the things that we do is, uh, at least in my hospital, and in a lot of hospitals, we hold what's called the airway bag. And what that means is that if a patient who's um, admitted to the hospital needs to be intubated, needs a breathing tube put in, we are the people who go and do that. So um, uh, a couple nights ago, I was overnight and I got called, like nothing exciting, but I got called to, to intubate a patient. So I went up there. He actually had swine flu, which is um, a oh, how, bit of a blast from the past. But how how retro? I was like, oh, swine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, you are like hilarious right now having swine. Yeah, do you flu also like listen to some forty one? I mean, what's up with you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, he had like a fucking eight track playing in his room. The guy was just very, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> oh man, some forty one was was fantastic. What a yeah, what sure. a group. What a what a what a genre of music that'll just probably never happen again. What do you even call oh, that kind of music? Um, I don't know. I'd call it like music that like Whitmer Thomas makes fun of a lot. And if you if you, if you haven't watched Whitmer Thomas's special on HBO and you're since you're quarantined, I highly recommend it. It's called The Golden One. I don't know who that is, but Golden super funny comedian. But it's like this. Yeah, and it's a uh, yeah. No if you're listening to this and you're gonna be home from school or home from work, uh, watch the Golden One. It's super good. But it he does like hey, a couple jokes about should, that kind of music. Just, we should pepper in a few just recommendations throughout this because every now and then you get a little wreck and you you start on it and it's like the best thing that ever happened. So uh, yeah, Shit's Creek was that to me. I was like that. Like I saw it and it sounded stupid, but I I've been. A big fan ever since I was first just just nudged in that direction. So I guess so that's my that's my uh, prop right now. Shit's great. So you shoved a tube down a gentleman's good. throat to save his us. life. Oh yeah. So so the guy had swine flu, and when you have swine flu, the precautions that you need to take um, as as like a healthcare provider are different than what you need to take uh, if they're a coronavirus potential patient. So anyway, yes, put the breathing tube in like per all the protocol that i was supposed to follow um everything went fine um the issue is a couple days later he's still doing pretty poorly and someone looked at his imaging again um and it it looks like imaging being like the x-rays of his chest x-rays of his chest and a a cat scan a, a ct scan of his chest um and they have like characteristic findings stuff that is uh not outside of the scope of my practice but yeah they have um 
things they were concerned enough about to say, okay, let's actually send a test. You may be thinking like, hey, you're in a hospital, why not just send the test in the first place? But it turns out there's like 43 tests in the entire country and they're uh, parsing them pretty, um, what's the word, judiciously, yeah. Yeah, so, unless anyway, you play for the Utah Jazz and then you just get any test you want. Anytime, the best apparently. thing, honestly, if you are at home and you're concerned about your health, the best thing you can do is um, make sign it a to the NBA. To Utah Jazz. Yeah, yeah. that would be my, my, <laughs> my best recommendation right now is just play for the Jazz. It doesn't even have to be the Jazz. The Thunder obviously would do. Um, but but that's I just be your got a way to get a test. A bleacher report uh, ding that. Uh, Detroit Pistons big man Christian Wood has COVID nineteen. So oh, damn! I was kind of hoping it stopped with just those two guys, but probably not. So all right, so you're precautionarily shut down and then waiting to yeah, see so what it, happens yeah. if this guy gets exactly. a test. So I heard that he had been tested, and now it's um it's like seventy two hours for the test. So uh yeah, exactly. Waiting for the and that puts us in a in, in a similar boat, only in the fact that we are just waiting to see if the person we had direct contact with had COVID-19. Um, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So so now the way that it kind of works is that even if this guy, and same in your case from, from kind of the way I understand it, if this guy does have COVID or if your guy ends up having COVID, Corona, whatever you want to call it, we still wouldn't necessarily get tested. And not only because there's not that many tests, but basically unless you become pretty symptomatic to the point where you feel like you need to go into the hospital. It's, you know, if you went into the hospital with a mild cough, they would maybe test you, but they would send you home anyway. So um, it's, it's similar to the flu right now in that if you have, you're going to have symptoms, you're going to feel like shit, but there's not a whole lot medication wise that can be done for you except for managing your symptoms So managing. If you have a headache, managing, if you have a really sore throat, that sort of thing, taking medication for that. But it's, that stuff that's just kind of covering up your symptoms, not actively getting you better. Like there's no antibiotic, there's no antiviral right now, which there, there couldn't be even under flawless leadership like that. Just the timing of that couldn't happen yet. But um, that my point is just that if you're feeling, if you think you've had a, an exposure and you're feeling crummy, but not like something's very wrong here, you don't necessarily need to go to the hospital. Like, keep kind of away from the hospitals. You're better off anyway. But wouldn't you say if you are feeling crummy, just be cautious and hang out at home as much as, like, quarantine yourself? At least that's kind of what we're doing is my wife and I. We're like, all right, well, it's better for us to just be at home at least until he hears about this test, Mm -hmm. until we know that he super didn't have it. And also it feels like we're all heading towards kind of shops and businesses getting shut down anyways. So might as well kind of hunker in and just try to be safe. Yeah. Right. There's like a, a social like moral obligation here to just kind of like distance yourself. Cause I mean, the, the hope is just that not, not so many people will get infected at the same time that it just overruns the healthcare system. And then, the ramifications from that. So yeah, just, just be cool. I mean, I know it sucks and there's a lot of people. And honestly, a week ago, if you had talked to me, I would have been in the same boat where I was like, we're overreacting. This is a bad flu. And a lot of people still feel that same way. Like, even if you think we're overreacting, just, just err on the side of caution a little bit. Like it, 
it sucks in the short term, but maybe you're maybe you're right, and things will in a in a week or two look totally fine and great. And you were right; you can tell everyone you're right. But just be, just just don't. You don't need to make a point of being like someone defiant. Who, yeah, exactly. Perfect word for it: defiant. Don't go out there just to show up people who are are worried about it. Like, there's not much to be gained. I guess is is what I would say. Except for contracting a, a deadly virus. Right, you might just contract a deadly virus. By the way, another movie suggestion, which you probably shouldn't watch, but I think you both, both of us have watched it recently, I think. Contagion. It's literally the story of what's happening right now. It's the most bizarre thing in the world. If you watch Contagion again, it's like like new virus from China. No one really knows where it comes from. No one really knows how to react. Society grinds to a halt. It's insane. Matt Damon is cute still the same case cute little a little chunky he's a little um, fat there he looks like jesse plemons yeah he really does and also uh gwyneth paltrow dies and that's not a spoiler because it's literally the first thing that happens in the movie but uh yeah you know take that for what you will as someone who believes that goop is uh a manifestation <laughs> yeah. of the devil i enjoyed it a little bit it, yeah it's a little bit pretty, of schadenfreude um, pretty on brand that that she dies almost immediately though she does seek medical care which is not uh what i i <laughs> envision i wonder what gwyneth paltrow's recommendations are right now just shove a jade egg in any every orifice of your body that's probably it i bet the jade egg industry is just crushing it right now popping off yeah. um yeah, no, I mean, I'm usually afraid of scary movies, but I actually found it to be a little comforting. I know it's a little dramatized, but almost like, okay, well, this is as bad as it could be. And it's not, and the disease is a little, obviously, more acute for... That virus know. is, yeah, it's a more deadly disease. In that it's way. like, oh, you get the disease, you're dead in five days. Yeah. yeah. Which is not the case with this disease in fact it's almost like the exact opposite it's still a super high rate but it's just like i found it kind of informative to kind of see what the government should or would or could potentially be doing or states kind of going into martial law more yeah. kind of stuff you see happening in spain and you know, other places in europe and now um, it's a it's definitely a fine line to walk because you don't know exactly I mean, the idea of martial law, like, freaks me out, but then again, we also need to be, like, pretty dramatic about this response, so it's tough. You Is know there a world need? where you're getting, like, called in to work just, like, around the clock, like those people in Italy? Yes, I think so. I, I hope that it doesn't come to that, but I think that I think that we're not probably all that far, potentially, from the point where, at least for, for healthcare providers, doctors and nurses, and, like, kind of important staff um that it's kind of not going to matter whether or not you've had a recent exposure like it's you're what's happening in italy right now is unless you're basically too symptomatic to work like you're kind of on the the coronavirus wards doing what you can even if like it's a, a certainty that you are a carrier or you know uh, actively have it yourself so i i hope that doesn't happen because it sounds like a pretty shitty week at work quite frankly but um <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. It's just like, no, yeah, I mean, Mondays, no, am I yeah. right? <laughs> like, oh, God, damn. <laughs> um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, hard to say right now. I, I do wish that the CDC would consider employing Lawrence Fishburne 
might uh, might help things a little bit, or at least Brian Cranston. And that's a what? Uh, so what's like contagion reference? At, as a doctor, when you see the federal response and the CDC, you know, whose also budget was slashed uh, pretty substantially this year, so that's exciting. Like, what's the worst thing that's happening that you see? Because I feel like the thing that's happening most, I mean. If you have listened to this podcast at all, at all, it's pretty obvious I'm basically a democratic socialist, ostensibly. But, like, I also, like, don't want people to die and wish that the government could run correctly, like, regardless of who was in office. What is, like, the thing that you see as a doctor that's the most kind of, like, insane, inexcusable thing? And for me, at least, as not a doctor, it's the fact that it took, like, six weeks and there's still no information. Like, I feel like some people are going to listen to this podcast and get more information from us than they have from the federal <laughs> government. Yeah, that's that's not great. The, the the underlying question, though, with you as a democratic socialist is, is more government the solution to this government failure? And I think my the answer as a libertarian is, would be no, but well, that's, I, I, this could be a long discussion. A lot of libertarians and uh, yeah, really, really popping off at a time like this too. Um, well, I mean, listen, you want government? You just want a? I want. I don't want more government. I want a government, singular yeah. government, to just like do the things that government should do. Well, you'll like this answer, but I, I honestly think um, that the most damaging part of this entire thing has been that that Donald Trump bet big on this kind of being no big deal. And at, at the time, to be fair to him, well, <laughs> I could at least see how there was there were some non-selfish reasons for that. I think there were a lot of selfish and political reasons for that. I think that there was an interest in, in keeping panic down, which is not necessarily the worst thing. But anyway, there were a lot of bad reasons. But he bet big on this being no big deal, and he's doubled down on that over and over, even when it's very clearly a big deal. And a large part of the country listens to what he says because he's the president, and um, I think that's been damaging. And I think he's he's outright lied about some things, including that there are enough tests for everybody. For for those of you guys wondering, I'm not currently as a as a doctor who's been potentially exposed. I didn't get tested. Um, because there just aren't enough tests. So unless I become symptomatic, I won't get tested. So that would be my biggest disappointment. I think underlying that, there were a lot of bureaucratic sort of fuck-ups where, um, where private labs that are a little more agile and maybe more quick to act, and, and yes, have profit incentives, but either way could get a, a reliable test out a little more quickly, they weren't allowed to do that because they didn't have the right approval. And I think that should have been expedited as well. So that's a little more of the CDC, FDA stuff. But in general, yeah, Trump's um, Trump's insistence that this isn't a big deal, saying a couple weeks ago, like, oh, we only have 15 people and it's going to zero. And then a couple days ago, oh, we only have 40 dead. And, you know, it's going to get better. Just like, dude, fucking <laughs> uh, just read the fucking writing on the wall. Well, it's not I don't want to make him read. It's always a little bit touch and go there. <laughs> I do wish that we didn't have uh, three presidential candidates who were all over the age of like 75. 75? Yeah. And had, had various like Trump is Trump, Bernie, like legitimately. I mean, he had a heart attack. <laughs> Biden is maybe in the early stages of dementia. He yeah, doesn't I seem mean, to necessarily know who he's talking to at points. And seems then there's like him and Trump vulnerable. are neck and neck for who is having more dementia yeah it doesn't yeah it doesn't seem like we're not going to have a president who has dementia 
Yeah, this is going to be a big get for the uh, the dementia community. They're going to finally have someone who represents pro dementia voters. <laughs> I, actually, they say that Reagan in his second in his second uh, term was pretty pretty. I mean, they say Reagan kind of in his first term, if you really depending <laughs> on who you ask. <laughs> Reagan was kind of, I think, like the origin like idea for weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. If you're really getting into it. <laughs> So but, yeah, uh, man, it's it's a bit of a mess. Um, and everyone should also know that I am a second year anesthesia resident, and I don't have a background in public health or anything. These are just my my own reads on things and kind of what I've been seeing. Um, so I could very well be dead ass wrong about a lot of this. And in terms of the the bad predictions, I hope that I am. Yeah, I think it's better to be safe than sorry. Just like here, look at me be. Pra- praising someone you wouldn't think governor mike dewine the, good job the, you couldn't be praising the republican governor of ohio could you peter i, I sure am shutting uh. down schools being proactive uh talking about science like it's not hard man just like i mean yeah. oh god wouldn't you just like i would i would cut off a tip of my finger for president john Kasich right now <laughs> i would i mean <laughs> Honestly, he would have been a, a decent go-between. <laughs> oh man! Wow, oh. I'm so. I hope you don't edit that part out because uh, no, I'm not going to edit it out. I mean, it's it it is nuts, and it's hard also to like grapple with something that you can't see, and then when people are like, "Well, look at this graph. This is why you should stay inside because of a graph." It's like, well, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean fucking anything to me. Right? There's no imminent threat. Like. 9-11, you saw something traumatic happen, so it, like, sent, like, there's no, there's yeah. no, like, inciting incident to this, other than probably when Tom Hanks get, and his wife get it. That's probably... Well, that, that Wednesday night last week was just so bizarre, like, the address, which was obviously confusing and alarming, and then moments after that, Tom Hanks, moments after that, the NBA situation, which literally, like, happened like a movie, the, the medical director running out onto the court after... <laughs> Rudy Gobert, who everyone was making fun of before, but no one actually thought that he had Corona. And then he has Corona. Like that was the most surreal confluence of events. And it's just gotten weirder since then. One of the worst things you can ever say to a large group of people is you are safe. And then say it again, 30 seconds later. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you are safe. Um, Info, info, info. Again, you are safe. I'm like, all right, it's, thank you. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Are you sure? You want to say it one more time now. so yeah. I really feel safe? Yeah, honestly. Imagine being at that game, how confusing that must have been. It's, I mean, it's confusing for everybody. That That's one thing that I do have some empathy, and I see it, like, in the hospital. Like, this is, you know, as much as you think that, like, everything's been drilled for, like, this is pretty uncharted territory. So for all these organizations, I think, especially, like, this in the sporting world, everyone's been doing an amazing job of just voluntarily shutting down and just being – um, kind of on the safe side of things. So I've been I've been encouraged by that. I think it's like set a good tone for the rest of the country to be like, okay, let's maybe if they're not doing March Madness, if the NCAA, like the worst organization in history, is willing to be like, okay, we we should can this, even though it took them as long as possible. Then, Shout out to them. I think waiting the for person, all of the different like conferences to bow out before they're like, all right, we yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah, they're like. All right. <laughs> didn't the big east game like the creighton st john's game get to like, yeah they played a half oh man that's that's See, there's like it i mean it's so bad there's like video of 
like Rudy Gobert shooting free throws at the against the Raptors like a day or two before he got tested and like Rudy Gobert or and like Serge Ibaka kisses the ball after he like makes a free throw. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're like, oh my God. I, I feel bad for Rudy acted very it's just been said a lot, but he acted very stupidly, but like he wasn't trying to kill people, folks. <laughs> like relax. Everybody, He's like, also um like a like a great metaphor for how we all take this shit lightly until it's usually too late. Exactly. That that's exactly right. Like and suddenly all these people who took it lightly were like Rudy Gobert should go to prison for doing this. It's like, whoa, where were you on this a week ago? Like, did you know better? So, um, also, if not him, someone else. If not you and me, in the random way that we've been at, at least we're you know potentially yeah, connected to it. Right. That's what these things are. They spread like, and then they hit this inflection point where like more people are just getting it. Like it's it's it sucks, yeah. but we are frankly to be. You know, a little nihilistic or realistic, we're we're pretty powerless to this stuff. I mean, yeah. there's stuff we can do, but when it's going to spread and it gets to a point, yeah, not a whole lot to be done, except for just try to do your best to not spread it too quickly, so that people who are really going to be, for lack of a for the, to use the medical term, totally fucked up by this thing. So that those people can stand a chance and like have enough capacity in hospitals to uh, to get decent care. Like that's that's the whole goal here, people. So it it sucks. It's gonna suck. Like I'm I don't subscribe to. There's been a lot like you you see on Twitter that anyone who's complaining about kind of minor things like their trip was canceled or their a wedding was postponed. Like people are like, oh well, people are dying. Sorry to inconvenience you. It's like no, it sucks across the board. A lot of people's lives are being affected in ways that are important to them. Um, so let's just kind of appreciate that, that like there's both big and little things at stake here and just try to do our best for what should be a finite amount of time to adjust our lifestyles. All right, Rebuilders, we're going to take a quick break to tell you about Bet Online. With no NBA, NHL, or college basketball right now, you might think there is nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. BetOnline still has hundreds of places to wager, from their online casino to poker and blackjack, all open 24 hours a day and all online. Sports aren't totally done. There's still mixed martial arts. Esports is on the rise, people. If you're into entertainment, you can still bet on American Idol, the elections, Spelling Bee, and even Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your new ticket to online action. Okay, back to the pod. Yeah, when people are like, this could go on for a while, I feel like if this is still going on in four or five months, then the last, the least of our concerns are, when does the NFL season start? Right, and if if we're lucky, the NFL season will never start. <laughs> Honestly, the this might be the best thing that's ever happened to the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we can't lose games. Yeah, COVID. Yeah. This is going to be the first year that we don't lose our opening game in <laughs> like a decade and a half. You know, I mean, we're we're probably going to do some other random content while we're holed up here for a little bit, but do you remember 
when they fucking tied two years ago? With with Pittsburgh when we had yeah. like every opportunity to win the, I do remember that. Yes. Oh, can you believe we have a tie? The Teron Taylor era. Oh my god. Yeah, that oh was god. I mean I do I, I'll never forget that. That was one of the yeah. That was all the kicking nightmares. That that was at the, so that was the first game that we hadn't lost in like 31 games. Cause it was coming off of the, well, not 31, but it was coming off the 0 and 16 season and the one and 15 season. So we'd lost 30 of 30. Yeah. We lost like 19 in Um, a row or something like that. Yeah. But all the same, it still managed to be, that's what's special about, about Brown's football. It still managed to be one of the most gut wrenching non wins in our, like I would have, I would have much preferred to get just smoked by forty in that game, like we all. Oh did. sure, yeah. Gosh, yeah. So, so people that, in the works is a a kind of chronicle of our our best and worst, or our best memories, our worst memories, and then sort of the the most brownsiest memories, which is its own category that I think you'll understand if you're a, a Browns fan. Yeah, if you it. are listening to this and you have. A memory of a Browns game that you, or something that happened with the Browns that you feel is like the Brownsiest, um, hit me up on Twitter and uh, maybe we'll consider it when we go over these because we are stuck in our homes. Yep, that, that's true. It might actually be interesting to. Uh, so I, I've been with my wife since 2011, and one of the most early memories that she has of the Browns, I dragged her to a, a, a Browns bar in Union Square when we were living in New York. At the very end of the game, we'd been like doing something. So it was the very end of the game, and Phil Dawson was lining up for a game-winning field goal from like 14 yards out, and like basically it was as though like someone had poured KY jelly all over the field moments before the, <laughs> the kickoff, and like everyone slipped, and the kick went like 90 yards to the right of the goalpost, and we lost. And Julie was like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "Yeah, no, that's about right." So. Um, I'll, maybe I'll bring Julian because she is uh, she's also quarantined along with uh, a little my little baby, um, so I'll 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 get their input as well. People, let us know. Let us know, please. We're open. This is a good, We're open to a good... share all of our sadness with you. And if you have any happy memories, <laughs> if you <laughs> if you dig really deep and you've gone to enough therapy, you can think of some happy yeah. bronze memories. Yeah. To me, I think it's of first... like. The night we drafted Johnny Manziel, just the night. That that's the thing. Most of them are off. Se- like actually, last off season was like definitely the most I've enjoyed myself as a Browns fan since I've been. Oh yeah, kind of a conscious adult about any of it. Um, but but it'll be a challenge to find the the biggest uh, in season moments of, of happiness. How about like the Steelers game before the Miles Garrett sack? Was Everything there. leading up to that? Yep, just the game except for the last minute. Yeah. Oh man, poor. Um, what's our tight end's name? Who caught that game-winning pass? It was uh, like a uh, just a, a gentleman from Princeton. Oh, Seth the Valve? No, no, no. You know what? It's a uh, Carlson, Mr. Carlson. Oh, oh, Mr. Carlson. Yeah, Mr. undrafted Mr. Carlson. That's right. Caught that pass. Place is going nuts. Probably the best moment of his life. Like I think his first catch and then moments later it was it was ruined by a near murder on the field Uh, in hindsight he probably shouldn't have done that no yeah it's starting to to feel like a bad look i mean obviously um 
Freddie Kitchens had to wear his shirt about it a couple weeks later, but I mean that's just what you do when you're a professional, you know. That's right. Yeah, when you're when you you're find the lowest the com- if you're like, well, I'm not going to spend time preparing. I might as well just go buy some cool T-shirts. Yeah, you're like I've drafted up the first five plays of the game. Whatever happens after that, <laughs> I have no control over. Also, so. I'm not going to use those first five plays, but call something totally different and confuse everyone. It makes so much sense in hindsight why they were always getting to the line with eight seconds, because for the first seven seconds, Baker's like just listening going, what? Huh? Do you think it was just Freddie going, uh, uh, <laughs> what if, no, what if we, it's like no. a very just like foghorn leghorn. Just like, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, uh, 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 uh triple. <laughs> Oh, man. So, all right, I guess there's going to be free agency. Uh, It turns out the Browns need tackles, linebackers, safeties, uh, defensive line. Yes. Maybe a tight end. I think probably a tight end. I I don't really have a lot of faith in David Njoku, but maybe. I don't know. He's not the worst. What happened? What made, other than the fact that, like, Freddie Kitchens made him – like hated him like why are we just done with Demarius Randall that I don't really know I mean he does seem to be he's he's had like run-ins with a couple different coaches now but so maybe he's a little hot-headed but I don't know like I guess we probably don't want to pay him what he wants for like he wasn't that good this year he was pretty good two years ago he was great this year he was fine what's your uh what's your opinion about Schobert are you sad to see him go? Mixed feelings? I mean, I'm sad to see him go for, one, because I don't, like, when you let guys like that go, you generally have at least a reliable option beneath them, right? And we have, um, is Mac Wilson, does he play his position, or is it Taki Taki that would play his position? Um, I guess it would probably be Mac Wilson, hopefully. But weren't they on the field at the same time this year? Yeah, but that was mostly after Kirksey got hurt. Are... So okay, that's true. That's it was true. just kind of him stepping in. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Mac Wilson could do the thing that um, that Schobert did best anyway, which is which is coverage of. I was about to say like give up first downs on third and twelve because, <laughs> <laughs> I like listen. I love Joe Schobert, but he was like the Michael Jordan of giving up a catch to a tight end 15 yards when they needed 13 on like a third on a third. Yeah, down. no, he could, he could definitely do that. He was like good, but I mean, it, it says a lot about the state of our team that we're treating him like we're letting, or some people are treating him like we're letting like prime Brian Urlacher go like Joe Schobert's good, but he's a, what a fourth year guy who had some utility, but he's not a guy that if Joe, okay. I'll put it this way. If losing Joe Schobert is going to be the thing that tanks your organization, your organization was capital F fucked in the first place. (laughs) That's a very good point. It's like, I mean, at the end of the day, he was a smart field general for four years on a continually, on a perpetually, like, worst defense in the entire league. And he had like a new defensive coordinator every season. So I think, I think he's the sort of guy that we're going to see next year on like, I don't know, the, the bills or hopefully not. I was going to say like the the Packers or something. Yeah. And he's going to be, he's going to be like a stalwart um, and we're going to be mad about it, but it's not, we wouldn't have used him in the same way because we never maximize players. 
Don't. We sure don't. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't really have any. I don't even know what's happening with free agency, to be honest. Yeah, it's been. So, I mean, we're we're both at death's door here. So how how could we be expected to pay attention to such things? Seriously, I know that their CBA is trying to get rammed down the players' throats right now. Hey, oh, um, shout out to J.C. Treader. He's the new uh, president of the Players Association. Yeah, That's cool. he's the one who gets to say, guys, why are we agreeing to 17 games? This is fucking insane. I it don't, doesn't like, seem like a very good deal. It, no, and it's also like very much like the NFL constructing this narrative. If you want to go deep dive into like how evil the NFL is, like there's some there's some articles about Schefter's reporting on the CBA that's very in line with like the NFL's narrative about this CBA getting pushed out. Um, also, someone in the NFL Players Association is suing the NFL's Players Association because they voted not to have a vote. Like the the board voted not to have a vote, but they're still having a vote. Jesus. Also, who wants 17 games? 17 like. In, unless like, you're, like, restricting the number of games everyone can play or you're doing something else, it just seems like the NFL is always trying to scrape that extra dollar in such a transparent and disgusting way. Like, si- like 16 games with the Browns is already emotionally 10 it's games It's horrible. It's horrible. Can we make it a, a three-game season? Is Absolutely. that an option? Is that one yeah. of the CBA proposals? I'm down to the Browns to play five games every year and just kind of <laughs> flip a coin for the next 11. Like, seriously, that would make my, my week yeah, better. They could play bocce or something. Yeah. That'd just like great. everyone, like, just like play Settlers of Catan instead. <laughs> you know? We'll just send great out game. J.C. Treader, uh, the Scottish Hammer, and Jarvis Landry, and they just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Build some fucking settlements. Yeah. That's a good idea. I, for, that's, no, no Okay. No fans are clamoring for a 17th game. That's what, what is upsetting about this. Like, the players don't want it, and the fans don't want it. The owners just want it. And when that's the case, it's obviously for just revenue reasons. So it's 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 quite frustrating. I do like the idea of a couple extra teams in the playoffs because, like, hey, man, it's been seven – no, 18 oh, years. Oh, God, yeah. Whatever it, whatever it takes. I don't care if we're wild card number six. Every year, the Haslam should be promoting every team makes the playoffs. Yeah. Like, in the rule change. <laughs> like, oh, the Browns um, want every team to make the playoffs again. You know what's okay. going to be really funny This just occurred to me is that regardless of what the um, sort of social and cultural vibes are around the coronavirus, I have no doubts whatsoever that the Haslams are going to force across a uniform reveal for the 2020 uniforms, that's going to be like the most ostentatious bullshit you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Just completely like <laughs> they're going to like force fans to come in for it in close contact with each other and like high five. It's going to just be like the most tone deaf thing you can. Okay. What I'll say is if, if the uniform reveal isn't tone deaf, I will be stunned. Can the uniform just be, like their uniforms from the seventies, yeah. Like that's it. Just the most Folks. like go as Penn State as fuck as you possibly can. Yeah, just nice and simple and clean. Everyone loves that. Uh, nothing, nothing on it. If you got to do a patch for whoever, then do a patch. But like, yeah, just make it basic as hell, man. That's all we want. Yeah, the uniforms 
aren't well actually now the uniforms are part of the issue but uniforms weren't the issue if you watch those brian hoyer games from like 2014 it looks fantastic like that was a good uniform keep that oh they so like new york new york jetted the uniforms and then the new york jets like double downed and look like they look like they were like a fucking cfl team they do they really do this is all remember alex shiner he came in from the uh Oh yeah, the, the, the Cowboys. The Cowboys, and he's like, uh, he made the scoreboards bigger, which was cool. But then he's like, we need like, because at that point the um, the Seahawks uniforms were like the cool things. They were like, whoa, really breaking the mold. But now it's just very tired to have like neon. Um, it's gross. It's gross. All right, Gates. I mean, we'll see what happens with free agency. We'll be back with some other things to talk about because sports are on hiatus, and hopefully the Browns will make some free agency acquisitions and we can laugh about them. But, uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's weird times. I hope everyone out there is doing just fine. I know a lot of people are going to be just affected by this. So just try to keep your your head up. It's It's just a different kind of world we're living in right now. But um leave a comment you know we'll 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 interact with you this will it'll be i think i do think that like as corny as it sounds senses of community are are important in these times so leave a comment and we'll talk to you and we'll mention you and it'll be it'll be nice like it's just a it's a thing to do what else do you have to do there's nothing open yeah (laughs) unless you're ordering (laughs) pizza like you should just be listening to us yeah please Please. All right, Gates. Uh, All good right. stuff. Go Browns, I guess. Yeah, go Browns. Wash your hands. <laughs> Please.